Welcome to Five to Thrive, five strategies to equip and empower educators, parents, and students to thrive. And here are your hosts, Dr. Rhoda and Professor Marty. Welcome back. We are midpoint in a series on working on memorization. Last week, if you had an opportunity to listen to Focus, you realized that at times I have a difficult time focusing, so I'm learning on this end. This week, we're going to take a deep dive into understanding and how can you and I increase our understanding. So once again, Dr. Rhoda is here. Hi, Professor Marty. One of the things we love to do on this podcast is to take things that you don't necessarily give a lot of attention or time thinking about and spend a little bit of time breaking it down and making sense of it. Because when things make sense to us, it's more relevant, we're more likely to apply it. So as teachers, as parents, we've all been involved with helping young people memorize information. So what we're trying to help you understand is what goes into memorizing and how can we make it as good of a process as possible, as effective and as efficient as possible. So there are three primary components or elements that you have to do in order to memorize something. First off, you have to focus on it. That's what we talked about last week. The second thing is you need to be able to understand it, to have some sort of comprehension, to make sense of it. That's what we're gonna talk about this week. And then the third thing is repeating it, repetition. That's what locks it into memory. So we're gonna be talking about that and how you do that and why it works next week. So it's a three-part series to help us better understand how to help the young people in our lives memorize information, which is such an important skill. And just to put it out there, so for next week's episode, uh, Repetition, I may need to listen to the episode several times. <laughs> so um, I think one of the things that we're learning about all three of these components, both focus, understanding, and repetition, is that they're all skills. And skills are something that we're not innately born with. Uh, a skill means it's something we have the ability to improve. So if you're not great at focusing, you can get better at it. And we learned how to do that last week. This week, if you're not really good at understanding or comprehension, here's some things you can do to get better at that. And I think this is a really timely topic because when we talk about understanding, deep understanding, we have programmed ourselves just to go to Google, mm -hmm. get the answer, move on. And then five minutes later, someone asks you the same question. Oh, uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, I just looked it up, but it, it, it didn't really mean anything. So I think this is very timely. Uh, for us now, and educators, certainly, we, I think, can relate to the struggle that teachers are having with imparting this skill of understanding to our students. And, and really, it's so essential for them to be successful uh, and, and for, for our society to be successful. Yeah, truly, the building block for understanding is basic information, basic recall. You have to recall something before you can understand it. When recall happening happens, it's one of the easiest things your brain does. It takes the least amount of mental energy to commit something to memory and just be able to like recall a fact. Two plus two is four. That's just simple recall. But if I want to take it deeper and truly understand what's going on there, so four minus two is two, two plus two is four, you know, to understand the concept around it, that takes more neurons within your brain. It takes the prefrontal cortex, which is kind of like the organizer of your brain, and it's, it's taking all that information, making sense of it. So understanding, if, you, if you're, a, uh, remember, if you're a teacher from your undergrad, Bloom's taxonomy, higher order thinking skills, the first, the first one is just simple recall, but then we got to take it to the next level, comprehension, understanding. That's where we're going with this. It's, it's not just remembering facts, but it's making sense of them. And we see that all the time in an area such as math. Students can tell you the right answer, but then when you ask them to explain it, to share their understanding, 
that's really, really difficult. And part of, part of it is we don't spend enough time as teachers allowing them to wrestle with that. Yes. And it also takes a disposition piece. It takes a certain amount of maturity. This isn't necessarily, you know, you don't do this as well as your first and second grade. It's why we wait for the abstract things mm -hmm. to teach those later in life. I'm very uh, honored uh, this coming Monday, I'm presenting uh, in service for the faculty at the college that I attended from my undergrad, Martin Luther College in New Orleans, Minnesota. And we're talking about critical thinking. And so I've been spending the last several weeks doing research, studying critical thinking, and how to take that to that deeper level at that higher education level. And it really, there's a dispositional piece to it. You have to be willing to be frustrated. You have to persevere. You have to self-regulate. All of those are like academic maturity and that takes effort to get there. You have to be willing. And so it, it's, it, there's a dispositional piece tied to this as well. It's a, it's a, a rethink on how we approach things because schools are set up, you have X amount of minutes to learn a subject, then switch, walk down the hall, go into another classroom and completely switch gears. Yeah. And in our mind really does not work like that. No, it doesn't. And what would be ideal is if we can be transferring, understanding from one class to the next, how they connect. So yeah, let's get into this a little bit. I've got some tips for us to help us kind of understand how we can improve our understanding skills, All right? So the first one, I'm gonna encourage you to, for you or the young people in your life that you're coaching in this, have them ask lots of questions. When we ask questions, we're actively processing the information. As you ask a question, you're engaging with the concept, you're trying to make sense of it, and this is really the first step to being able to increase understanding. So keep asking questions. That old adage that there's no such thing as a stupid question or a dumb question, it really is valid. You know, when I'm teaching my educational psychology and I'm preparing undergraduates to potentially be teachers, I want them to start thinking like a teacher. And so for our first exam, our review for that is write questions. Let's go through the text. Let's go through your notes. What are the things that you should know as a teacher? Now write a test question to get to that. If you can write the question, you know the information. And it's starting to get them to shift that mindset to think like a teacher instead of a student. And it's really challenging for them at first. I, I was just processing the information as you were sharing it, saying you have to really allot enough time mm -hmm. for that to be meaningful. And that is, it's great activity to do with them. Yeah. If they can ask the question, then they're really starting to grasp the information. So please encourage the young people in your life, ask questions, ask questions. That's very, very good. Number two, when possible, try to figure out metaphors or analogies to kind of link the new information to something you already know. When you connect a new concept with something you already understand, it helps you increase your comprehension. If you remember back the theorist Piaget, he helps us understand schemas. We all have these proverbial hooks that we hang information in our brains on, things we already know that help us make sense of something new. Our brain tries to sort new information and hang it on a familiar hook that it's already comfortable with. For instance, when you watch a young child who sees a cat for the first time, maybe they've seen a dog before, and they might call that cat a dog because it has four legs, it has ears, it has a tail, it has fur. And so they're like, oh, look, a doggy, but that's a cat. And then they learn the little differences but they're trying to, to connect this new thing with something they already know. And so this is how all learning works throughout our life. And using metaphors and analogies gives us an opportunity to test our understanding, see if it works in a similar scenario, see if it falls down, if it doesn't hold up. So trying to link new information to something you already know, making examples, metaphors, analogies can really, really help. When we find similarity with new information and existing knowledge that we already have, it helps clarify our understanding. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. now, now, this probably goes bumps back to the episode before, but uh, I've read one of the ways to work on that understanding, really memory, is 
you associate the object with something in your house. Mm -hmm. And so you walk mm -hmm. into the mudroom, or in case I, our house, mm -hmm. the mudroom really is a mudroom mm -hmm. with four kids. But you walk <laughs> in and you associate something with one aspect in that room. And then as you continue on, the next room would be the, be, be the kitchen. Mm -hmm. You associate another. But you can't overdo it. You can only use it once. But something right. like that would... Yeah. Would be a, a trigger for... Yep. You're taking something very, you're very familiar with and you're taking something new or something you're trying to remember and connecting it to that. So yeah, same type of concept. Number three, and I think this one's pretty important, to spend time doing physical hands-on activities or creative things. When you're trying to understand a new concept, this frees up time for your mind to process. Our minds are so busy. They're constantly taking in new information all the time. New information's coming in. And if we don't take time to just shut down the flow of incoming information and process what's there and figure out what we want to hold on to, what we want to make sense of, what we want to store for later on retrieval, it'll end up just like my grandma used to say, that goes in one ear and out the other, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we have to have time to process. And so if you can do something like doodle, draw, paint, mow the lawn, wash the dishes, go for a walk. Do something that where you're not actively taking in new information and you just have time to process. But that's when you some insights and understanding really come during that time. You know what I love about that is tonight when I go home, I am just going to shock one of my sons and say, hey, buddy, I really need your help mowing the lawn. And he'll, you know, mm -hmm. mope about it. I'll say, but, but, but look, I mean, by doing this, you're you're increasing your understanding skills. There we go. <laughs> so I don't think it'll go over well, but I think it will work. Have you ever had something like that where you're doing some busy yes, work? For absolutely. me, every time I decide to like, if I paint a new room in my house, I probably have like 15 aha moments during mm -hmm. that painting mm -hmm. time. Because it's just this mind numbing up and down for, going and for, your for brain me, just has time to process. For me, it's just a slow jog. Yeah. You know, often the ideas yeah. just come out of nowhere. Well, now I know why they come out of nowhere, but yep. uh, by doing that. It's making sense of all the stuff that you have in there. And we don't take enough time to make sense of it. So, yep, that's huge. So number one is ask lots of questions. Number two is try to hook it to something that you're already familiar with by using metaphors, analogies, stories. Number three, spend time doing something physical or creative where you're using your hands, but you're not taking in new mental information. Number three, discuss with friends. We are social learners. And when we have the chance to discuss a concept, we often gain new insights. You and I do this all the time, Professor Marty, right? We're having a conversation and one of us will say, hey, I never thought about that that way before. But we just did this earlier this week where we were celebrating, uh, you know, the mm -hmm. one year anniversary of the podcast. We went with with other, you know, our web designer, friends, our sound crew. Yeah. yeah. To, to, to uh, a, a breakfast place. Mm -hmm. And not only was there energy among us, but you just walk in there and you see all these people and yeah. the ideas being exchanged. And And Dr. Rhoda knows me so well. When I knock on her office door, she knows, okay, like Marty just needs somebody to talk to <laughs> to, to process this information, yep. which, I, which I truly appreciate. Yes, absolutely. It's, it's uh, ditto. That uh, benefits both of us. So we just, we benefit from other people's insights. And they may think of it in a way that opens up a new reality for us. And also, as we talk about our own level of understanding and say it out loud, sometimes new meanings open up just as we, as we talk out loud. You can talk to yourself, but it's better to talk to a friend. <laughs> and then number five, my fifth tip, and this one's huge. Try to teach somebody else. One of the best ways to learn something is to teach it. And as you're preparing to think about how am I going to say this or what will I say, oftentimes new insights. So even if you're, you know, encourage your little one to play school and, teach to the teddy bear. And in doing that, they're going to gain new insights, new understanding. One of the best ways 
to uh, to do that is to try to explain the concept to somebody else. But what I love about that is is the modeling aspect, mm -hmm. you know, with the slow release. And mm -hmm. then when they're able to do that, then they have the connections that are their own and they remember. Yeah. And that's an important part with the modeling. Let the young people in your life see you doing these things. So I'm a fan of the constructivist learning theory, which posits that we build new information upon previous insights and understandings. So as we experience new information, we construct new meaning. So the more we spend time with the topic, pondering it, exploring it, thinking about it, the more likely we are to be able to construct some new meaning. So you just have to take some time mm -hmm. to devote to it. You can't, you can't rush understanding. And I think one of the things we often miss in teaching is we have this content we want to cover, but we don't know where the students are at yet. We don't take the time. Mm -hmm. And for it to be truly beneficial, we have to know where they're at so they can knowledge. build on yep. On that framework. Yep, we've talked about this before. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to assume that our students are all at the same space, but just right now, if I um, if I ask you to picture a cat, and then tell me what your cat looks like, what's your cat look like, Professor Marty? Uh, we don't have a cat, but I will say, you know, when you're talking about cats and dogs, sometimes I can't tell the difference with all with 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 all the long hair, etc. Except the bark and the meow. So, so just what color is your cat when you picture a cat? What color is your cat? Um, White and brown. Okay, so there you go. And when I picture it, I'm thinking of my mother's cat, Pumpkin, who's a tabby, right? Okay. So even something is picture a cat, all your students aren't thinking the same thing, right? You, you need to dig in deeper to see exactly what they're, th if that was relevant. It's mm -hmm. not relevant mm -hmm. for this conversation, but example. just an example to help us understand that when we just, we can't expect all of our students to be thinking the same thing just because we gave them the same cue. They bring their different background experience, their background knowledge to it. And what's the best way to find out what that is? Ask them, have them write about it, talk about it, so we know the baseline where they're starting from. As I said before, understanding can't be rushed. It takes time. So let's just review. If you want to be able to memorize information better, you need to be able to focus, and you need to be able to increase understanding and comprehension. And this is something that we can get better on as we spend time with it. It is a skill that can be developed. And so what you're going to want to do or what you're going to want to model for the young people in your life, ask lots of questions, number one. Number two, use metaphors and analogies to link to understanding that you already have. Number three, spend time doing hands-on or creative things to give your mind time to process. Number four, discuss it with friends. Try to teach someone else. So give that a try this week. See if it's helpful. And uh, next week, we're going to discuss why repetition is imperative in the memorization process and how we best do that. Our goal in Five to Thrive is to equip and support educators and parents as they help each child develop to his or her full God-given potential. So here are five takeaways from our episode on increasing understanding. If we wish to improve our understanding skills, consider the following. Number one, ask lots of questions. Encourage your students, encourage your child to ask, ask, ask questions and allow time for it. Number two, use metaphors and analogies. Uh, they help you know, connect the new concept with something that you've already understood. Number three, Spend time doing creative things. Uh, Dr. Rota mentioned quite a bit of activities that you can consider. Uh, certainly things like drawing, doodling, playing music, um, mowing the lawn, things like that. Spend time doing creative things helps your brain process a nibble. Number four, uh, we are social beings. Discuss with your friends. Uh, that is how we learn. Take the time uh, to have fun and, and to talk and new ideas will, will uh, germinate. And number five, this one's the challenging one, take the time to teach someone else what you know, and that will truly help it become more permanently wired in your brain.
Thanks for taking the time to learn with us. Let us know how you're doing. If you have questions, challenges, or successes you want to share, please let us know through the comment section of our website. May your week be blessed.